You're listening to the Tiny Course Empire podcast with Cindy Bidar. This is episode number 10, and it's the first of a two-part series. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode, because over these two weeks, I'm going to teach you how to get a master's degree level of online business training for free. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Tiny Course Empire podcast. You will find the show notes for this episode at tinycourseempire.com slash 10. And I have a downloadable worksheet for you that's going to help you make the most of the ideas we're covering today on that page as well. So go ahead and go to tinycourseempire.com slash 10 to grab the show notes and that worksheet. So you might know that I first came online back in about 2008. But you might not know that the reason I started my online business at all is because I was looking for a side hustle to bring in some extra cash. I had a pretty good job, I made a decent salary, but we didn't have a whole lot to spare and I needed that extra cash to kind of make ends meet. So I really wasn't in a place where I could afford to buy courses and coaching to learn about how to run an online business. I honestly don't even know if such a thing existed at the time. It probably did, but I wasn't looking for it because I couldn't afford it even if I had found it. Instead, I had to get really scrappy and really creative. I had to just figure stuff out on my own, and that's what I did. I remember the first time I told my husband that I wanted to start a virtual assistant business, and he sat and he listened to me tell him all about the services that I wanted to offer and who I was going to work for and all of the details like that. And then he said, but what are you going to do if you have a client and they want something that you just don't know how to do? I told him it didn't matter if I knew how to do something or not. If I could see that other people were doing it, then I would know it was possible. And if they were able to figure it out, then I could figure it out too. And a lot of the times I was able to do just that just by studying what those other people were creating. In the corporate world, this process has a name. It's called reverse engineering, and companies use this all the time to basically figure out how their competitors are building things like more fuel-efficient cars, designing better software, or any number of other things. It's something that I do every single day in my business, too, and it's something that you can do as well with just a little bit of practice. Now, even though I have the money to buy courses and coaching today, a lot of times I'd rather just watch what other people are doing and I use that information as the basis for my own strategies. Then later I might buy the courses to get those extra nuggets of information I can't always see through this reverse engineering process. I love to work this way because it lets me follow a proven path. And over the years, it's really helped me to boost my confidence in what I'm able to create. I think it's going to help you too. So let's dig into how you can create your own success just by following the clues that other people leave behind. You can reverse engineer things in a couple of different ways. So the first thing you want to do is decide if you want to follow either an overall strategy or a very specific one. 
You're going to start by thinking about something in your business that you want to improve. Maybe you want to get better at list building or course creation or podcasting or graphic design or whatever. Pick something that's going to have the biggest impact on your business right now. In other words, what's going to help you either make more money or work fewer hours for the same amount of income. Those are the two areas where you can typically have the biggest impact. And don't try to improve too many things at once. I know that's tempting, but trying to do that is just going to slow you down. Focus on just one or two things that you really want to study and get good at, and then you can move on to the next thing and the next. So when we talk about overall strategies versus specific strategies, here's what I mean by that. An overall strategy is kind of the big picture stuff. It might be an email marketing or a list building strategy and all of the pieces that go into that. Or maybe it's a social media plan and when you're going to post and how often and how you're going to engage with your audience and on what channels and how, you, how much you're going to commit to and which ones, you know, which channels you're going to ignore. Or maybe the overall strategy you want to look at is traffic and where someone focuses their energy. Is it on ads or SEO or social media or maybe some combination of all of those? You can see that these are all big overarching strategies that each drive a different aspect of your business. Then we have the specific strategies within those big umbrella topics. So that might be something like how to sell in an email funnel or how to get people to show up for a webinar after they register, or how to recapture a lost sale through an abandoned cart campaign. Those are all smaller goals that serve the larger picture. So the first thing you want to do is decide what exactly you want to learn and work on, and is it a big strategy or a specific one? If you downloaded the worksheet that goes with this episode, you can go ahead and write your answer on that sheet, or just jot it in a notebook or in your notes app. And of course, if you're driving, don't do any of that. Just think about it for now. You can take notes later. Okay, so now that you know what you're focusing on, it's time to figure out who you want to learn from. I recommend that you pick someone who's really crushing it in this space. Who's the go-to expert in your niche? Whose name always comes up in conversation when you talk with your business friends and colleagues? Who's the person who gets booked for every keynote at every conference you attend? whose ads are constantly in your Facebook feed. That's the person that you want to follow. And I also recommend that you keep it to just one or two people. Just like you don't want to tackle too many strategies at once, don't try to learn from too many people all at the same time either. Remember that not everyone's path is the same and strategies are different from person to person. So if you try to deconstruct too many different ideas, you're going to end up confused and no further ahead than you are right now. So pick one or two people who are doing what you want to do and follow their lead. Then, and this is really simple, you guys, all you have to do is just dig in and really pay attention. Honestly, paying attention and getting curious is all there is to it. But here's the thing, though. You're going to have to slow way down for this. And I cannot stress that enough. I mean slow way down. I want you to think about it like this. Think about someplace that you drive to on a regular basis. Maybe it's to drop the kids off at school or to go to your day job if you have one, or maybe you go to your sister's every Friday after work for drinks. I don't know. But you know the route, the route so well that you probably don't even pay attention to it. 
The next time you make that drive, if I asked you whether or not that taco place on the corner has margaritas on special, you would not be able to tell me. You would be so focused on the destination and just getting there that you wouldn't be paying any attention at all to the journey, especially since it's one that you've made so many times before. Now imagine walking that same route. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a lot more time to read the signs and see what the specials are. Even though you've driven that same route maybe hundreds of times, just slowing down to walking speed changes how you see things and how much of them you see. It's the same when you're deconstructing a marketing strategy. You've probably opted in for hundreds of email lists, and by now, when you spot something you want, whether it's a free chapter from a new book or a webinar you want to attend or a checklist you need, you just fill out the form and click, 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 and then you check your email and there it is, right? You're focused on the destination and the journey to get there is just flying by pretty much unnoticed. But if you slow down and pay attention, you'll learn a whole lot about how successful business owners run things. Years ago, I used to work for a business coach, and part of my job was to help her clients get their webinar funnels set up. I was always shocked that many of them couldn't even imagine the flow of a webinar registration. Like they couldn't say, okay, first you put your name and your email in a form on a page, and then you click the register button, and then you go to another page that has the details to join the call, and in the meantime, you get an email with those same details. Now, if you've never registered for a webinar or opted in for anything, that's probably all Greek, and I totally get that. But these students came to my client through a webinar, and they bought her program that teaches them how to run webinars. And even though that was the whole point of the program, that was the whole point of the course they were taking, a lot of them were so intent on reaching the goal to actually watch that webinar that they didn't pay any attention at all to the journey. That's what you've got to do if you want to reverse engineer the success that someone else has. You have to slow down enough to see the details. Pay attention to the journey, not just the goal. And one more thing, don't rely on your memory alone. Now, you might think that you'll remember the steps or the user flow, but I promise you will not. Business and life move pretty fast. And by the time you sit down to build that funnel or create that slide deck or design that quiz, You might remember that you saw something cool that you wanted to try, but you won't remember any of the details. That's why I'm going to recommend that you get a notes app like Evernote or OneNote or use Google Drive or Dropbox or whatever your tool of choice is, but you're going to want it to be digital, so not a physical notebook. Then as you're paying attention, as you're walking the route, as it were, you're going to want to take notes and not just notes. Take screenshots of interesting pages, save the emails that you get, copy the URLs if you think you might want to go back to that page later. You can even, and this is my personal preference, but you can even fire up a screen recorder like Loom or Snagit and record what you're actually seeing on the screen. Loom is an extension for the Chrome browser, and I'll put a link in the show notes to these as well for you. But that's an extension for your Chrome browser, and it lets you record what's happening in your browser window for up to five minutes for free, which is usually plenty of time to capture a cool little strategy you might want to try out. If you need longer recordings, I like Snagit. That's from the team at TechSmith, the same people that make Camtasia. That's a paid app, but it's totally worth it. I use it every single day to take screenshots and record quick videos. 
You could even open up a Zoom meeting for that matter and share your screen and record it that way if it's easier for you. But choose one of those tools and get in the habit of recording those videos. I have a bunch of different video recordings of strategies and processes that I found really interesting. I've recorded, for example, the new member onboarding process of memberships that I joined and that I wanted to replicate. I've recorded webinar opt-in funnels I thought were unique or interesting in some way and all sorts of other things that I want to go back to and study so that I can apply them to my own business. It's like a personal training library that I've curated just for me, and it didn't cost me a dime. All I had to do was slow down and pay attention to what successful people in my market are doing. And I know I told you to limit your input to just one or two people, but it's useful to get in the habit of paying more attention no matter what you're doing. You never know when you're going to spot a great idea or find a strategy that you want to use. Several years ago, I opted in for Derek Halpern's list over at socialtriggers.com and something he did on his thank you page really caught my attention. He had a link right there on that page just for Gmail users and the link was coded so that it would open up the welcome email he just sent so that new subscribers could find it in case it landed in the spam or the promotions folder. That strategy has always stuck with me, even all these years later, and that's the kind of thing that you might not notice if you're rushing through the process of registering for a free download or something. Then the next step, you guys, is to just get really curious. Ask yourself why this process or this strategy is set up the way it is. Why did the business owner choose to use that particular process? Right now, if you go over to digitalmarketer.com and you sign up for their one-page marketing blueprint, which is right at the top of their homepage, you'll see that the very next thing that happens is they ask you to complete a two-question survey about your business. So first, they want to know what's your role in your business? Are you the owner or a team member? And if so, what's your job? Then they want to know how big your marketing team is. Now, most people would skip right past these questions to get to the good stuff, the download that they were promised. But if you get curious and you ask yourself, why do they want to know this? You might decide that they're using this information to better segment their list, which would be pretty smart. In fact, they as much as say so right on the page that they're going to use this information to send you more relevant information to you. Now, if I were going to use this strategy, and I might, then I'd want to ask different questions. I doubt very much that my subscribers are a part of a 10-person marketing team, for example, so it wouldn't make sense for me to ask that, but I can still use this method just with different questions. I might ask what your business model is or what your most effective list-building strategy is or if you prefer to read a blog post or listen to a podcast because those are things of interest to me and my business and those are things that I can use to better segment my list. The point is, if I'd never seen that survey from Digital Marketer and been curious about why they were doing it, it might not have occurred to me to do something similar. So that's the third step. Just get curious, ask questions, pay attention to what you see happening, and ask why. It's super easy. Then step four is to broaden your horizons a little bit. Become a well-rounded student. If you think back to your college days, you'll remember that no matter what you were there to learn, whether it was to get a degree in biology or math or journalism or computer technology, 
you also had to study other things too. You don't get a degree in biology by only studying biology. You also study math and music and writing because all of that makes you better able to see the whole picture. The same thing is true in online business. So don't limit your curiosity just to direct competitors or people in your niche. Watch how leaders in other industries do things too. I've purchased courses I wasn't interested in just to see how the seller put together a course. I've opted into lists I had no interest in because I wanted to deconstruct the funnel they were using. I've joined Facebook groups dedicated to topics I don't care about just to learn how they get better group engagement. There's a lot to learn out there and from a wide variety of people who are all doing interesting and unique things. So don't limit your curiosity to the same old group of people you've always followed. And don't leave out books and blogs and podcasts too, as well as free webinars and other resources. There's a lot to be learned from the free content your competitors and others are producing. But sometimes the biggest lesson of all isn't in how to duplicate a successful strategy, but in how to avoid doing something that just doesn't ring true to you. A couple of years ago, I joined a well-known membership on a low-cost trial. Now, I will fully admit that I was curious about their setup. How were they organizing their membership? What tools were they using? What was their onboarding process like? How were they engaging with their community? But you guys, the cancellation process when I was done with my trial was ugly. I had to read and agree to a cancellation document that basically said, I was acknowledging the fact that I wasn't willing to do the work to be successful in their program. In other words, you're a total loser if you quit. The whole thing just left a really bad taste in my mouth. I may not have learned much from them about running an online business, and I didn't even discover anything new about the onboarding process or the community engagement. But what I did learn was how not to annoy my members. In my Six Figure Systems membership, I make it a point to tell our members that they can cancel right from their dashboard if they pay by credit card or through their PayPal account if that's the payment method they've used. There are even instructions complete with screenshots for how to cancel on our FAQ page. I don't ever want anyone to feel like I felt after being told I just wasn't trying hard enough to succeed. So just because you see something you don't like doesn't mean that information is useless. Ask yourself what it is you don't like about it and why you have that reaction, then work out a way to do it differently and better than what others are doing. And finally, you guys, and this is really the most important thing, but at some point you have to stop learning and start doing. It does not pay to become a professional student and it's easy for that to happen. And not just with with this reverse engineering strategy either, but with all things in this online business. It's easier to just keep learning and it feels like you're doing all the right things, but it will only get you so far. You have to take what you've learned and put it to work for you. Decide which of the strategies you've studied that will make their way into your business, then get to work putting them in place. Now, it might be that some of them require a little more technical know-how, Those are the tactics, the step-by-step stuff that actually puts that cool link back to Gmail on your thank you page or that creates a two-question survey so you can collect more information about your subscribers. We're going to talk about the tactics in next week's show. We're going to get a little techie, but I promise I will make it as easy as possible. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss it. 
In the meantime, as I said, you'll find the show notes for this episode and that worksheet I promised you over at tinycourseempire.com slash 10. Be sure to leave me a comment and tell me what the best strategy you've ever reversed engineered is. I can't wait to hear your answer and I will post mine in the comments as well. Have a terrific day, everyone, and I will talk to you again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses you'll find inside my Six Figure Systems membership. That's my monthly membership where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches or have the big headaches and the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.